It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for coming along with us on this ride, which we call the Full Court Press here on The Fan. Uh, today, it's prediction day. What? Uh, not for the game on Saturday. We'll we'll do those maybe tomorrow uh, or Friday. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out for our specific game predictions for Utah State and UConn. Jason and I really haven't discussed much of this before just now. But we will do our season predictions for the Utah State Aggies today. What do you think the win-loss record will be for USU? Now that we've heard from the players, we've heard from the coaches, we've gone through fall camp, we've seen where the, what questions there are, how some of those questions have been answered, how new ones have been raised, but also seeing what's coming back. What's the season going to look like for Utah State? Uh, we want to get your predictions on that on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. We'll also hear from Kaleo Neves, the striker for Utah State, and he identifies uh, or defines, I should say, what that means. What the heck he does. Yeah, what he does. Uh, and also Jacob South. Uh, offensive lineman for Utah State. I know you're very high on 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 Jacob South and yes. his impact and what he <laughs> role he plays for USU. So we'll hear from both of them and their thoughts about leading up to Game One and what they see out of UConn. Uh, there's some interesting things out there about uh, you know, projecting the season overall for a lot of teams in college football. Uh, ESPN has two different lists that are out there. One groups teams in different tiers. And then there's another one called the SP Plus that considers returning talent, transfers, what your win-loss record, your strength of your team is going to look like. So what are they saying about the Utah State Aggies overall? And then uh, in addition to that, really interesting reporting about uh, an event that happened earlier this summer. If you'll remember, the betting odds for the season came out, and the Aggies were like 1,000 to 1 to win the national championship. Yep. And all of a sudden, there was news that somebody put money down on the Aggies. The, oh, that's interesting. Then somebody else put money down on the Aggies. And, oh, maybe there's a time traveler in our midst. <laughs> well, uh, ESPN has gotten to the bottom of it, some really interesting reporting. So we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on the show uh, as well. And uh, if we can, we'll continue to get some more comments from the coaches, Coach... Um, uh, Blake Anderson and Coach Jim Mora on the uh, the matchup coming up on Saturday on Merlin Olson Field. So, a lot to get through here today. Love to get from you or hear from you also. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Um, is it? 
I don't know if you're seeing this uh, or if this is just coincidence. Is It, it could be con- uh, intentional because you can, in digital marketing, you can target certain areas or certain people. And as I'm on ESPN this afternoon, I am seeing a <laughs> lot of ads promoting the San Diego State home opener on September 3rd in their new stadium. Doesn't say, you know, where to watch it or anything else like that. It's a, it's a promotional advertisement piece for the University of San Diego or San Diego State University, with their football team promoting their new football team and their new or new football stadium. So they're they're targeting you. You think they're targeting Logan, Utah? I don't know why. Most of us don't want to go there. Trolling Aggie fans, <laughs> saying, "Hey, look at our new stadium." <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one who's seeing these ads. But uh, you did go to California find this it summer, interesting. so maybe they're expecting you to take another trip to California. Now, I was in Northern California. Well, same thing. <laughs> it's all California. It's all Los Angeles. My search history, maybe. If I'm searching Mountain West Conference stuff, then they're tagging me onto that. I mean, my browser figured out that I was a Patriots fan, and after one of their Super Bowl wins, I got bombarded with ads for different Super Bowl memorabilia, whatnot. And then it's figured out that I, you know, obviously follow Utah State, so I get tickets and things like that. Same thing with the Jazz and other things. And yeah. Yeah, that's how it goes. (laughs) That's how it goes. Um, Coming up a little bit later on the show, we're going to give stuff away a four pack of tickets to go see the high school football doubleheader on Merlin Olson Field tomorrow night. Preston versus South Severe. That'll be the first game. And then the later game, Logan versus Bonneville of Idaho. Um, could be an interesting doubleheader. I love that there's local teams, two uh, different sets uh, involved here. Great opportunity for a lot of these athletes to play in a uh, an, an FCS, uh, or excuse me, an FBS stadium like this, which, uh, let's be honest, by and large, the vast majority of them will, n- will never get that opportunity. So really cool chance for them to do this. And folks to get in for like really cheap to see two football games. Yeah, you can get it for free. We're gonna make it really cheap. Yeah, it's like normally it's like five bucks a ticket. You know, twenty twenty five bucks to let the whole family in, depending on the size of your family. Uh, get a four pack of tickets for free. You're basically the the price to drive down here and pick them up, <laughs> <laughs> which honestly is getting more expensive. But you know, uh, that's right. So stay tuned for that. We're actually gonna give away two four packs. <laughs> Uh, during the course of the show today. We'll give uh, four tickets away uh, this hour. We'll give away another four-pack next hour on the Full Court Press. And we'll throw some trivia at you. We want to make it easy. Yeah. We want to make it as easy as possible for you to get there. Yeah, I'd, I I struggled with some that was, like, too easy. So I'm balancing between easy to kind of figure it out versus, you know, I don't want you to just, like, walk up and say, yeah, it's this. <laughs> I want you to at least know a little bit or have Google. That'll mainly be what it is. You'll probably just Google what mine is. Yeah, and that works. Sometimes that works too. Uh, so let's um, uh, let's continue talking about the Utah State Aggies here. Uh, uh, there were a few things from the coaches earlier this week that we still haven't gotten to yet um, that I wanted to share with you here on the Full Court Press. Um we will get into our predictions here in a little bit and a few of the things that are out there kind of predicting the upcoming season. But 
looking ahead to the Utah State UConn game, two o'clock kickoff, KVNU pregame coverage starting at uh, twelve thirty, breaking it down uh, as you're on your way to the game. Uh, actually, we're going to have the we're going to simulcast the pregame here uh, on the fan. So whether you're on KVNU or here on the fan, we'll have that pregame coverage as well as the postgame. But uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to get to with Utah State and learning more about this team for the Aggies is you know, what does what does how do you prepare for a team with so many transfers and so many young players that were inexperienced and didn't really perform really great? Um, but trying to predict what that is, it's interesting to hear from each coach trying to predict what they think they're going to see this Saturday. So first, the comments from Blake Anderson, followed by what Jim Mora thinks uh, is he's going to be seeing out of the Utah State Aggies on a Saturday afternoon in Logan. I, mean, I think we're kind of expecting a little bit of a pro-style approach offensively, a lot of shifts and motions, a lot of movements, formations, to which is a challenge because you know we really don't show our defense that on a daily basis. We sp- stay spread out and play fast. So that is going to be a complete different dynamic for our defense to deal with it. Uh, which quarterback goes may may determine how much quarterback run they, they do. But but basically, from what we've seen from the offense coordinator in past seasons and kind of his MO is, is you're going to have to, you're going to have to match up to a lot of different looks. You're going to have to communicate really, really well and, and get lined down to all the, the uh, pre-snap motions and, and, and bells and whistles. And so we don't want to turn guys loose and keep guys uncovered and end up outgapped because we don't do a good job of that. Defensively, uh, you know, we, we've got to be prepared for three and four down fronts. Uh, what little bit we've seen, you know, it's it's hard to tell because Jim's uh, the players he had in the UCLA liked to play a lot of man coverage, but it wasn't something they played a whole lot of last year at UConn. So it's probably a little bit more of guesswork for our offense going against their defense than um, than maybe our defense is dealing with. Uh, we we really don't have a great clue of what we're going to see, and and now with the late defensive coordinator change, if that's what it is, it, it could though. A wrinkle into that as well. So, line down and play sound football, and try not to make a lot of mistakes, and figure it out as we go. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that um, kind of the thought here is that this UConn team, being described as a West Coast style offense, maybe even a pro style, uh, mixed in there as well. Um, expect a lot of motion, uh, and it's going to be a challenge for that defense, just trying to figure out. You know, where things are going and what what UConn's trying to accomplish offensively. All that being said, though, I still think Utah State can affect the game with their own defensive pressures and disrupt what UConn is trying to get established. Yeah, see, there is going to be a lot of unknowns, and Coach talked about that a lot. Um, but the key really is, as Blake said, is that they're going to need to play sound football and then they're going to adjust to what they do. But honestly, if they play the sound football, they should be that much better than UConn that it's not really going to matter. That by the time they need to make those adjustments, maybe they can be up two or three touchdowns. And at that point, you're already dictating the game, make some adjustments, finish the job. That's how this game should go. Yes, there are tons of unknowns, and you're going to have to adjust. But if you're, when you're just that much better than a team, it shouldn't be a huge problem. It's only a problem if you played really bad football have turnovers, 
and you end up having to completely rely on those adjustments, which that can go wrong. If you get out coached and you're playing bad football, then that's how an upset can happen in week one like this. Yeah, the other – well, but let's get to what Jim Mora has to say about USU. And then adjustments is a big key in this one. As we've detailed, there's so many unknowns for USU not understanding what they're facing really. But um, another one is, you know, how is how is UConn going to make adjustments without a defensive coordinator? But first, what Jim Morris says, uh, kind of his his view of the Utah State football team, who he will be facing on Saturday. We're excited to go out and and face a very very good Utah State team. Uh, you know, one of the top offenses in the country, certainly one of the top teams in the country. They play solid defense. They're very well coached. Um, offensively, they like, to, they like to go fast. Uh, you know, they, they go at a high tempo. They spread the field well. Um, with that type of offense, I think there's sometimes a misconception that they're throwing the ball all the time. They're not. They're very, very balanced. They run it well. They throw it well. On defense, they, uh, they're aggressive. They come after you. They bring pressure. Um, they have a lot of confidence in, in their ability to play their scheme and adjust, so they'll do some, some things sometimes that are not necessarily ordinary, and uh, it can force you into you know, some difficult decisions. Uh, you know, you'll have some negative plays, but you've got to be able to hang in there with them. I think their kicking game is outstanding as well. So, I mean, it's kind of typical coach platitudes going into any opponent. Uh, but at least he's giving respect to Utah State and their accomplishments from a year ago where not very many people are. Yeah, well, Coach is going to do this because they never, ever want to give bulletin board material. <laughs> no. uh, they don't ever want their press conference to make their way into the other locker room. So it's going to happen, and every coach that's training Coach Speak knows how to give the platitudes. I mean, I remember it was funny with uh, Craig Smith. I could basically probably repeat the first minute and a half of his press conferences for him and he'd probably be okay with it because <laughs> he said the same thing every time something about how good the coach was how good the program was what they've done and whatnot and you go on for about a minute a minute and a half and same thing every time yeah and it's all coach speak it's, there's a lot of that uh but one thing that is you know unknown just regarding UConn is is the uh, defensive coordinator situation Luis Banos uh he was the Interim head coach uh, last year. He was on Jim Mora's staff at UCLA. Um, so as his defensive coordinator, but they go through the season in a couple of weeks into fall camp. He steps away, and it looks like it's pretty much indefinite. He may be done. Jim Mora didn't expressly say it, but by the way he talked about the situation that he's in, they're basically without a defensive coordinator. And right before the start of the season – it's basically by committee. Well, there isn't a coordinator right now. It's a collaborative effort between myself and uh, Dalton and Sariki and Kenny, and then the analysts that are in the room. Um, it's been an amazing work environment. You know, uh, I have so much faith, so much confidence, so much trust in Sariki and Dalton and Kenny McClendon. They are three outstanding young coaches, and they're young, and they have a lot to learn, but they learn fast. They relate so well to the players. But the key word there is a collaborative effort. I can't imagine trying to be on a headset during that game where everybody thinks they have the input and he's asking for everybody's input on what to do on the next defensive play. 
when they have three different people trying to call a play. It's like, like, no, do man, no, do press, no, do this. Blitz. No, but this is what I'm seeing. Well, I think I see this. It's probably a little more streamlined than that. It's probably going to be more uh, taking the lead, doing all. He's probably going to be the one calling plays, and he'll reach out and ask for input if they if he feels like he needs any. Mostly as a hey, I need to focus on this for a minute. Maybe he has a backup guy like I need to go talk to this. And he, you know, head coaching duties. Right. Um, where maybe he has to go talk with the offensive coordinator and that. But I think it's mostly going to be him being functionally the defensive coordinator with guys trying to help him as much as he can to take some of the load off of his back, some of the small things. And one of the things he did illustrate in the press conference, he said during one of the scrimmages, you know, one of the position coaches, he ran the two-minute drill on defense, and there was another series that another guy kind of was responsible for. But he made it clear, ultimately, he's the one that makes the decision. But still, that sounds like chaos. Yeah, it's something that they'll have to get used to. And the fact that this was sprung on them fairly last minute makes that a bit trickier for them. But they do have some prep time. If it was sprung on them like the day before the game, it would be a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Now it's still a deal. But it's not like this massive problem they're going to have. It could harm them in terms of adjustments. You know, not having another experienced guy in there who can spend all of his time focusing on the defense. So that could be an advantage for Utah State. Um, but in the end, it'll be hard to know exactly how much this affects the game. Because yeah. Utah State may or may not end up hanging 60 on them regardless. Or maybe they won't hang 60. They'll only score like 30, and maybe it'll be a good performance by the defense. Who knows? Uh, so anyway, continuing to break things down and preview Utah State uh, against UConn. Love to continue to get your thoughts about the matchup a little bit later on. Here we're going to get into our predictions for the upcoming season for Utah State. How many wins for USU? How many losses? Uh, we'll give our game predictions later in the week, but um, if, if you want to do a score prediction for Saturday, we'll take that as well. Uh, there are you know, ESPN, interest, notably, has some different predictions out for the season. And speaking of ESPN, They've done a really interesting job of tracking down these these bets that were placed over the summer. I guess it was actually late spring, uh, or actually mid-spring, uh, for Utah State to uh, to beat the odds as a national champion. Really interesting backstory there as they've tracked these people down and highlighted the Aggies in a really interesting way. So we'll get into that as well. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on the Full Court Press uh, text line uh, this afternoon. Uh, look, it's it's still, we got some crazy weather that can still come through. Uh, it was actually pretty hot yesterday, warm earlier today. We're not out of the woods yet with the heat, uh, but it can still be kind of tough on your vehicle. So take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change at 695 North Main in Logan, right across from Angie's. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, to get you back out on the road fast, just how it should be when getting your oil change. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASC technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 
229-423-425. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL. By a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the return of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff, a high school football doubleheader played inside the USU football stadium on Thursday, August 25th. In the 6.30 game, the Preston Indians take on the South Severe Rams. The 8.30 game features the Logan Grizzlies versus Bonneville Bees of Idaho Falls. Tickets are only $5 and available now at the USU ticket office or by calling one 888 u Also online at utahstateaggies.com. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Thursday, August 25th. The Aggie football season starts Saturday with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Are you game day ready? Locker 42 is the best go-to for Aggie fans. You can find yourself a new Aggie t-shirt, long or short sleeve. Locker 42 has them in all sizes. Start the season off with a new Aggie hat. Find dozens of designs on Locker 42's wall of hats. Aggie t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and jackets. Always ready for game day. Locker 42, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars, and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, by the way, congratulations to all the families out there who now have all their kids in school. <laughs> Logan High returned to school, to, or the Logan School District uh, returned to school today. Cash District was last week. And for those that have college kids, it's next week for Utah State University. So Yeah, I'm sure congratulations is exactly the word <laughs> they were looking for. <laughs> they have uh, time at home now without, they have at least a break in the middle of the day without kids. It's like, now what do I do? Yeah, now what? now what's going on? Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on the full court press, uh, nine three one five. Couple texts coming through. If you must know, I see USU football winning nine plus games this year. Optimistic. Very good. Okay. Uh, still waiting for them to name the third person that made a bet. Uh, janitor, call in and confirm the rumors that you are the third one thousand dollar bet. Okay, so yeah, going back over the story on ESPN, which I've shared the link on uh, on the Twitter, but there were three $1,000 bets that were placed on the Utah State Aggies to win the national championship. They were 1,000 to 1 odds. This was like in April. And there's been some reporting done here, conversations with the folks at Caesars Sportsbook, 
And in their history, they've never had a four-figure wager like that on somebody that was such long odds. Yeah, basically for a 1,000 to 1 or, I guess, worse odds, they said they never had a four-figure bet, so 1000 bucks or more. Like, nobody bets that much money on that kind of odds because there's just such long odds because it's on things like Utah State winning the national championship. Usually people throw their lunch money at these 1,000 to 1, sometimes 10,000 to 1 bets. Maybe if they're feeling bold, they'll throw 100 because it's basically they're trying to win the lottery. You know, somebody put a bet on UConn winning the national title, 10,000 to 1 odds. I mean, you throw 10 bucks at that and they win it, then I don't know exactly what the payout is, but it's a lot. <laughs> I think the payout... would be a million dollars. Yeah, I think that the payout for the Utah State bet is a million dollars. It would be a million dollars if Utah State yeah, wins so, a national championship. So... Well, and this, the thing here is, well, what's kind of funny is that you know, one guy, uh, he's kind of described as a veteran better. Um, two friends basically h- hanging out at a Russian bathhouse, trying to sweat off a, a night of <laughs> drinking the night before. Yeah. Um, it's telling that they were drunk the night before they, uh, yeah, they had a bet hangover. on Utah State. <laughs> well, one guy's like, you know, he was he'd spent the night with a bunch of former Michigan athletes who were at this wedding, and they were all talking up the Aggies. And so he's talking to his friend, like, you know what? They're only saying that Utah State's going to win seven games. Uh, let's take that. And the other guy's like, well, let's let's go for the whole whole thing. Let's I'm go kind of editing here. It's a like, trying to make it cleaner. Trying to make it clean. Don't want to don't want to have some FCC yeah. calls. So the one guy, this established better, the guy who was a history, he puts a thousand dollars down on in, in like mid April. And then notices that the usually if you put that kind of money on a, on a on a betting line, from what I understand, is it can start to move the line a little bit. Yeah. And it hadn't moved, so he put another thousand dollars down. And then days later, a third bet was placed. Though he claims he doesn't know who it was. That third person, or that whoever did that third bet, the second person has not been identified. Yeah, mainly because they just probably have don't want to be. I mean, obviously. The sports book knows exactly who it is. They have to. Um, but he probably just doesn't want to be known. For whatever their reasons are, obviously this guy who placed those two bets, he's perfectly okay. I mean, he, I think he talked to ESPN because he's, he's quoted in the article. Yeah. So he's okay with being known. That That's fine. Everyone has their reasons for wanting to be anonymous or whatnot. Um, but it, it is pretty crazy just – the like I think the only other people with like thousand dollar bets were the you know people who actually have a chance to win the national title, the people whose odds are like five to one and seven to one and things like that. Where you know you put a thousand bucks on them and you're you're not getting a ton more back than uh, what you put in. Yeah, according to the uh, uh, the ESPN article, as of mid July, the Aggies had attracted more national championship bets of a thousand dollars or more at Caesars. Than any other team except Alabama and Ohio State. <laughs> that's again. That's it's just crazy to think about. It. But again, it's it's somebody who was drunk talking to a bunch of athletes who were talking somebody up and decided to place a thousand bucks. I'll be <laughs> honest. I'd spend a thousand bucks a lot differently than putting on Utah State the national title. But the thing is. 
if you were going to put money on a thousand to one, you know, team, Utah State would probably be it. I mean, I don't know who all the other thousand to one teams are. There's probably a long, a fairly decently long list of teams that have similar odds. But looking at Utah State, it's kind of like Cincinnati last year, where it's like it's been really hard for teams to get for G five teams to get into the the playoff because they don't have the schedule. Well, how did Cincinnati get into the playoff last year? They beat Notre Dame. That's the long and short of it. They beat Notre Dame. If they didn't have that game on their schedule, they never would have made it. Period. Well, and they had an incredible year the year previous. Yeah. Which gave them a head start on being ranked higher for the following year. Yeah. So it, all that helped. Utah State obviously doesn't have the same maybe head start that Cincinnati did uh, as far as being highly ranked. They finished last, Utah State finished last year at 25. They're out of the AP poll right now. Uh, well, they're received votes. But you know, Utah State, if they beat Alabama, and they also have BYU on the schedule, maybe Boise State gets ranked. They have an enormous mark potential marquee win, two other potential ranked games. You'd then have Mountain West Championship game, potentially against a ranked probably Fresno State. That's a resume that could get them into the playoff. Now, that will not happen, but if you're going to make this kind of ridiculous long-shot bet, at least you're not a complete idiot, and there's a path for Utah State to the playoff. Well, and that's what this guy kind of illustrates. He's like, if they didn't play Alabama, I wouldn't have made the bet. Yeah, so that's, that's a smart thing. Right, because if, if you go undefeated in the, in the Mountain West Conference, you're still not going to be in the college football playoff conversation. But if you go on the road and beat Alabama, uh, you know it starts to create a different set of rules. Yeah, it it gives you that that win. It, it lets you latch on and say, "All right, I beat the best." But again, there's it's not going to happen. And yes, nine three one five. I will say never. Utah State will not be in the college football playoff this year. <laughs> this is one of the great lines from. Uh, uh, Kazenko. He says, I told my friend that a 1,000 to 1 is the biggest mispricing of a team since the Wolverines against the Soviet Army in Red Dawn. <laughs> of course, he's laughing as he says it. Yeah. But uh, the point is that you know, there, there are people out there who are giving Utah State more credit than others. Unfortunately, there's some pretty notable organizations out there that are overlooking Utah State who believe that last year was a fluke, that it can't be replicated, that they're not good enough to do what they did a year ago. And so that's the question for us as we try to project for this upcoming season what we think this team can do. Was last year just a happy happenstance of a lot of great things coming together at once? Or is there something special going on here and there could be uh, not only a replication, but just some even growth from what happened a year ago? 435-339-0321. Love to get your thoughts on uh, projecting the win-loss total for Utah State for this upcoming season. Uh, by the way, 9315 earlier text, uh, what do they mean when they say pro-offense? Is that what 
YBU used when Ty Detmer was a coach there? And can it be completed for uh, some college players? I'm not familiar. With, I used to think I know what a pro offense was, and then I'm pretty sure I've forgotten it. So I, I wish I could tell you. I'm not qualified to answer that question, but I believe Lavelle Edwards. Well, well no, I don't think Lavelle Edwards ran a pass a pro style offense. I could be wrong, but I think he ran. It was just a heavy passing offense, which was innovative for its time, right? But not pro style. Probably he was, closer he was to pass, West he was passing Coast. More than the pros. Yeah. So it was a little different. Uh, 9938, an example from a bet last year. A friend told me the line for USU to win the Mountain West Conference. I told them you might as well place a bet. If you lose, you're out a few bucks. If you win, you win big. She bet two and won over 200. Yeah, that's not bad. You can, like I said, you throw your lunch money at some of these uh, futures, which people do that all the time. Maybe they'll sink $50 into a handful of different futures bets. And, you know, at worst, you've lost $50. At best, you've Won yourself maybe 200 bucks. Right. Nope. Only if you can <laughs> afford to do it. Yeah. There's, I have my own thoughts on gambling, especially sports gambling and sports betting lines. I don't know why people do it, but. Yeah, the, the lines are set to encourage you to spend money. Yeah. Not because that's what they really think the outcome might be, but they're trying to get you, entice you to yeah. spend money. See, to me, the thing is, I don't, it's not fun for me to lose money, which is what gambling is. So if, like when you're betting on sports, you're generally just losing money. There's no game to it. Maybe there's a little bit with figuring things out. But in other gambling games, like the blackjacks and pokers of the world, okay, you're playing a game. But sports betting, it's like, where's the game? And I get there kind of is one, like I said, playing the odds and the, the lines. And that can I can understand that. But to me, it's just not fun. Because then I'm watching a game hoping that, you know, a team wins by this specific amount. Rather than just enjoying the game as, yeah. it, as it plays. Like fantasy football does that to me where I'm watching the game for reasons other than having fun watching the game. I can't imagine having that, but also the consequence of losing money if I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, five four five two. Jason seems like a real Debbie Downer when it comes to the Aggies. Maybe Alabama is not a realistic game to win, but with the Aggies given a chance against other big teams like Auburn, who they should have beaten, oh, that game still haunts me. Yeah, well, there's there's plenty of proof that Utah State can hang with some good Power Five teams. There's evidence of it over the last ten years, plenty of it, but none of them were Alabama. The one time they played someone that's in the ballpark of Alabama, well, that was LSU. And they got worked, absolutely worked in that game. Yeah, the, the Auburn example is you know is a, a fairly decent one. That's a team that was coming off a national championship. Um, they lost a lot from that national championship, including there the were quarterback. There a lot of key players who, who were gone from that program. Aggies looked great, and then the last – Two and a half minutes of the game just crapped the bed. Yeah. I mean, they just fell apart. But um, but that was an Auburn team. That Auburn's not known to reload nearly as well as Alabama. True. So Auburn has, you know, kind of like Utah State, in which they have their top shelf years every few years. Granted, they're 
they have a bit higher floor being a good SEC team. So they aren't as good as reloading and being super good. So like when they had that year where they came off the national title, it's like they weren't going to be nearly as good as they were with Cam Newton. So like, you know, Utah State competed with them. But again, it's, it's not the same as, you know, beating Alabama this year. It's just a whole different animal. Uh, what are your predictions for the season? We'll get into that here coming up next on the Full Court Press. How many wins? How many losses for USU? Uh, and uh, continue to get some more thoughts from the, uh, from the coaches on the matchup coming up. We'll hear from Kaleo Neves, Utah State striker. We'll hear from Jacob South, offensive lineman. And we're going to give away some tickets to go see a football doubleheader on Merlin Olsen Field. Me. Go see, uh, yeah, Preston and South Severe at 6.30. Logan versus Bonneville of Idaho at 8.30. We'll give you some free tickets to go uh, take some friends, take some family members to go in and watch the game for free, or watch the two games for free. Details on how we're giving that away coming up in about three and a half minutes from now. Since 1926, our family has been proud to serve the people of Utah. This month at Murdoch Hyundai, come celebrate our 96th anniversary. Lock in 2.99% for four years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup, Elantra, Sonata, Kona, and Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray, or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Banyan, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including Select Med, are accepted. The new Santo Taco Logan is open. Now with a fresh look and a family-friendly atmosphere, you must try their Al Pastor Taco. Marinated pork on a corn or flour tortilla that'll make your mouth water. Or try Santo Taco's signature carne asada nachos. Chips smothered with cheese and grilled steak, topped with pico de gallo, sour cream, and jalapenos for a little kick. Whatever you try, you can't go wrong. Santo Taco, now open at 880 South Main, Logan. To find out more or place an order online, go to Santo Taco's. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project, we never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Learn more about what we do at woundedwarriorproject.org. 
Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to give away four tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader on Merlin Olson Field. The uh, Preston Indians versus South Severe. I don't know their mascot. Logan Grizzlies against the Bonneville Bees. I believe is their mascot. Yes, I believe. So we'll have the uh, Logan versus Bonneville game on our sister station KVNU and streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Jason Walker, you'll be there. Yes, I will. Opportunity to call a, a game from the press box. That's always cool. Great honor to be able to do that. Uh, so that's coming up tomorrow, and then we'll go through the uh, busy day of, of other high school football games coming up on Friday. But I wanted to get your predictions for the Utah State Aggie football season as it's getting underway, the uh, I don't know if you follow the SP Plus projections that ESPN tries to put together. I hear about them every now and again, so I look at them usually when they get released. They update them through the year. After the season is done, they do it. Um, they they took a look at it based on and try to update things based on uh, signing day. Uh, you know who has certain transfers coming in. If you lost certain players who were productive players, it's updated again in the spring after all the spring games. Kind of get a little bit of feel for what a team really is all about. But then uh, there's still some moving of parts with rosters adjustments that can happen in the off season. Um, and then after fall camp starts to go and re- leading up to the start of the season, it's updated one more time. And so the final SP Plus preseason projections are out from from ESPN on how they put things together. And Utah State has moved up on this list. I I have to go back through my old Twitter to find out what I posted when it initially came out. But I believe it was having the Aggies in the uh, high 80s, low yeah, 90s. Yeah, it, it was somewhere in the around 90, give or take, which was criminal. Yes, because um, that's, you know, bottom third of the NCAA, and we know they're not that. Are they going to be mediocre this season? Okay, there's a chance. But are they bad? That's unlikely. Yeah. I When I first saw that, I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. Total disrespect for a team that just won 11 games uh, and uh, beat you know two Power 5 programs yeah. uh, in the process. And SP Plus is... Stupidly uh, biased towards Power Five, and I'm pretty sure that's by design. Because uh, the guy, I think Bill Connolly, I think is his name. I mean, he's kind of talked about that, where it's like, hey, he 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 leans toward Power Five, and they they get an advantage. Which there's some you know logic behind that, but that's more so toward the top of the Power Five than the bottom, because the bottom teams in the Power Five are basically G5 schools. Yeah. With slightly better recruiting. That's true. That's true. So uh, it, it was updated recently 
the the top team from the Mountain West is Boise State at 35th overall, projecting 9.1 wins for the Broncos. Yeah, they're they're really projecting to bounce back. So I think Boise State was what, seven and six last year. A disappointing year last year for Boise. Yeah, one of the worst they've had since joining Division One, all the way back in the 1990s. Yeah, long history, but a good history. Uh, Fresno State at 45, projecting 9.5 wins. Uh, Air Force at 53, at 8.9 wins. San Diego State at 59 with eight wins straight up. And then Utah State at 77 with 6.9 wins projected. Not very nice. No. The respect (laughs) still isn't there. No, and although I'm going to be honest, projecting seven wins is actually something I don't hate. It's on the pessimistic side but for me, that's around where they'll be. I don't think they'll be any lower than seven. But it's not unrealistic for Utah State to end up with seven wins. Um, and I think with them projecting basically seven wins, five conference, that's pretty dang close to what I'm expecting. So maybe previewing my uh, <laughs> might be showing my hand a little bit. Um, but that's... That's not the worst thing in terms of win total. And it doesn't mean Utah State's going to be significantly worse than last year. They play a tougher schedule, like a lot tougher. Yes. So there'll be some built-in losses to the schedule that'll make them seem worse than they were last year. But there's a possibility they could win two or three less games but be just as good as last year. Uh, A couple other Mountain West teams on here. San Jose State at 95 at 6.4 wins. Colorado State at 96 with 5.6 wins. And then you know, Wyoming at 111, 4.5 wins. Nevada at 116 at 4.4. UNLV at 117 with 4.2. Then a bit of a drop-off to Hawaii at 123, 3.9 wins. New Mexico at 125 with 2.7 wins. There's our friends at UConn at 128. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half wins for the Huskies. But Alabama, number one. Ten and a half wins. No way. So Alabama? USU is going to go from UConn at 128 to Alabama the following week. Uh, by the way, Utah coming in at number 12, 9.2 wins. And BYU coming in at number 25 with 8.4. By the way, one thing I should know, I was looking at the the win total. So Utah State at, at 6.9, 5.0 conference wins, which means they're not 100% sure that Utah State wins two non-conference games, and they have non-conference games against UConn and Weber State. So, like, which one are they not 100% sure Utah State's going to beat? That's a little... If you're projecting five conference wins for Utah State, they will win seven games. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm not sure why. Like, okay, if you think five, but where's that point one that you're not sure about? Like, you think they're going to drop it to UConn, the team that this thing ranks 128? Weber State, who's not on here because they're FCS. FCS. So 
I, I just thought that was a little interesting. They're not 100% sure they'll win the two non-conference games against UConn and the FCS team. Uh, all right, so we'll continue talking about Utah State and previewing their upcoming season. Uh, what, what's your prediction, win-loss record, for Utah State coming into the 2022 football season? 435-339-0321 on our full-court press text line. While you think about that, I want you to also think about when was the last time Utah State played Alabama? And if you can correctly tell me the last time Utah State played Alabama, I will give you four tickets to go see the Rocky Mountain kickoff tomorrow night on Merlin Olsen Field. Don't call in if you're not going to use them. But if you could use four tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night, tell me the last time Utah State played Alabama. 435, you have to call it in. 435-752-1069. That's 435-752-1069. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a great deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a GE top load laundry pair with a 4.2 cubic foot capacity tub and a 7.2 cubic foot dryer for only $11.07 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Jenny and I don't often get a chance to just sit and talk. She's so busy. That's what I get for having such a bright and talented daughter. But last Tuesday, she invited me out for a bite to eat at Barrel and Stave, and we talked about old times. It was great. Oh, and the handcrafted cocktails and wine were great, too. Barrel and Stave, a relaxed, comfortable atmosphere, makes for the perfect place to wind down after a long day at work or connect on a nice night out. Barrel and Stave, good feelings, great food, exceptional experience. Located at 33 Federal Avenue, open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Your locally owned Napa Auto Parts are well stocked up on the hard-to-find oil. Like full synthetic, $22.99 for a five-quart size. Heavy duty 15W30 for $18.99, 10W30 for $19.99, and 5W40, $26.99 a gallon. Go check it out at Napa Auto Parts. So, still looking for our winner 
looking for somebody who can correctly identify the last time Utah State played Alabama. That's probably the year. Tell us the year. They've played Alabama twice in the last 20 years. When was the last time that they played them? 435-752-1069. That's simple. Uh, And if you get it right, I'm going to give you four tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night. Except I didn't get it right when I guessed I was off by two seasons. You were pretty close. I was close to one of the seasons they played, but I was a couple off of the last time they'd actually played. So, like I said, I'm not great at trivia that I don't make up myself. (laughs) Um, While we wait for an answer there, last time Utah State played Alabama... 435-752-1069. 435-752-1069. Get to a few uh, texts that have come through on our text line. Debbie Downer Walker. I'm in a pessimistic mood this week. Like I'm suddenly <laughs> beginning like... to doubt all the positive things I've said about Utah State. I'm thinking, well, okay, but what if Logan Bonner regresses? And so like, I'm, I'm going through all these. I, I've said this before. I go through waves, up and down, optimistic, pessimistic, where these last couple of months seeing the team and – and all that has got me fairly optimistic in, in digging into it, writing my previews. And my previews have a very optimistic view of both offense and defense. Yes, read Jason's previews. You wouldn't be calling him a Debbie Downer. Yeah, you, you would not. Um, so, But now it's like, okay, there's if this happens, then that can go really badly. And like I said, when I <laughs> I said seven wins isn't the worst prediction in the world. like That's not being a Debbie Downer. Yeah, it's it's me paying a little more heed to my pessimistic side. But the thing is, you know, I have good and, you know, when I analyze things, I list, you know, these are the ways they can go well and these are the ways they can go bad. And I have reasons behind those. Um, And so I can pay heed to just one side of that and say, all right, everything's going to go awful. And obviously that's, you know, that's being too pessimistic. Or I can pay only attention to the positives, which is bad for its own reasons. I usually try when I make predictions, which we're going to do today, I'm trying to find that sweet spot in the middle. Uh, where I try and predict just enough positive, just enough negative, balance it out, try and land in the middle. Uh, nine three one five. Couple texts that have come through. LSU played YBU one year, and they never made it past the fifty yard line on offense in that game. So yes, it can be tough. I think that was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, and I also, I, think added, I remember that game. Yeah, I don't know if I watched ton of it, but I remember hearing about it. Uh, and then also, if Alabama has ten and a half wins, that means they think they'll lose some game. And leaves a possibility for USU to be one of them. They'll lose one and a half games. That means Utah State will be leading at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> That's what half a game means. Yeah. No, it uh, probably means they're exp- they're not going to predict them to go twelve and zero. They don't really want to predict them to be eleven and one because that's maybe still a little too strong for a you know tough SEC. So it's hedging their best between them being a one and two loss team, which is. It's right where you'd put them. Pretty normal, yeah. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. If you want to win some tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night, we want to give them to you. Uh, last time Utah State played Alabama, it's been within the last twenty years. They played them twice actually in back to back seasons on the road. Haven't played them since then. But when was the last time Utah State made the trip to Tuscaloosa? Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Next hour, uh, we'll get into our predictions. We will give you our predictions. We'll also hear from Kaleo Neves and Jacob South 
Aggie football players getting ready for their season opener on Saturday. Stay tuned. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Nick Saban is one of the best college football coaches of all time. That helped him secure an extension last season. But a lot has changed in college football since then. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart is getting a 10-year, $112 million deal. Brian Kelly at LSU making north of $9 million next season. Lincoln Riley awarded over $100 million at USC. The three coaches are some of the best in the game. Riley has made it to the playoffs with Oklahoma in multiple seasons. Smart won the national title. Kelly helped bring Notre Dame back to national prominence. Saban is different, though. Yesterday, the Hall of Fame head coach was compensated. He has a new deal that will pay him close to $12 million a year and keep him in Tuscaloosa until 2029. Not sure how much longer he'll stick around after that, but the seven-time national champ has stated he has no interest in retiring. And with a hefty new contract and endless amounts of talent, the kings of the SEC might not be going anywhere anytime soon. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.